0: Welcome to The Difference Makers, the podcast where I talk with CEOs, visionaries, and innovators to find out what drives them to change the world. It's a podcast series developed in collaboration with the nonprofit Center for Healthcare Innovation. Hi, I'm David Ormisher, writer, entrepreneur, and the CEO of a digital agency called Closer Look. In my journey to this role, I've met some of the most amazing individuals who not only continue to inspire me, but also thousands of others. Our hope is that by getting to the heart of what matters most to them, we can shed light on how they are inspiring others to do the same. Every year, Closer Look creates a holiday campaign for our clients, friends, and family. Themes and ideas help tell the story of who Closer Look is and share what we value, believe in, and are passionate about. Some campaigns have been tied to our work, some reflect on healthcare, and some are just fun, capturing closer looks culture. For example, past campaigns have ranged from Twas the Night Before Product Launch, a new take on a Christmas classic, to a commercial for a drug we created called Festivex to boost holiday merriment. Last year's campaign featured stories of four charities bringing comfort and joy to patients and their families during the holiday season. That campaign was so successful that we decided to build on it again this year and feature a local nonprofit, Green City Market. Celebrating its 20th year, Chicago's largest and first year round sustainable farmers market, Green City Market provides a marketplace for purchasing sustainably grown food and connecting farmers and local producers directly to chefs and the greater Chicago community. So my guest today is Melissa Flynn, executive director of Green City Market. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Talk about a sweet job. <laughs> Food, farmers, top chefs, and you're in the middle of all of them. How cool is that?
1: It's a pretty awesome job. In most days it's sunny and gorgeous outside, so not a bad thing.
0: And there's gotta be some great dinners and parties where you get the suppliers of fresh produce together with great chefs and let the magic happen.
1: You definitely get access to food. And I like things now that I never knew I would love just because it's prepared so well and so simply. It is really just an incredible opportunity to see Chicago's food scene and just a day-to-day scene of how people get food on their tables.
0: So just just a side question, I'm curious. Have you ever walked through the Green City Market and gone, I have never seen that vegetable before? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's uh, On my first day... The beginning of market season is ramps. Everyone's really excited about ramps. I had no idea what a ramp was. And I kept thinking when people were talking about, oh, you've got to get the ramp. I kept thinking, where is there a ramp by the market? Until (laughs) I actually tasted a ramp and realized they're delicious and it has nothing to do with the parking garage.
0: (laughs) Very good. Well, we're talking about um, a food market. A marketplace um, and for many Americans I'm sure the idea of going to a farmer's market every week seems a bit on the fringe like that's where the old hippies go <laughs> but I can tell you it's normal in most places around the world I've traveled a lot around the world and I've always enjoyed discovering what day of the week is market day in the town or city I'm visiting um, because it's always colorful and engaging and it's totally normal And apparently that's how Green City Market got started, isn't it?
1: It is. Our founder, Abby Mandel, 20 plus years ago was traveling through Europe and was going from market to market and realized the incredible food that she found and thought, this is so different than what we get in Chicago. And when she came back, she really started talking to anyone who would listen Hmm. and saying, we're in the middle of the Midwest. We should have access to the greatest food in the world. How come we don't? And that was sort of the impetus of bringing a market to Chicago.
0: So she started with how many?
1: About six or seven farmers in the alley next to the Chicago Theater. And we had about that many shoppers, I understand. Wow. (laughs) And we have grown.
0: Okay, behind the alley by the Chicago Theater, like right by the L tracks there? Yes,
1: not a really ideal setting Mm -hmm. uh, for a farmer's market, but it's the first place she could get access to, so she just jumped on it. Yeah,
0: yeah. i got to imagine that that was a bit of a jump or a leap for those farmers too.
1: She definitely begged farmers to come. She begged shoppers to come and begged chefs to come. And really, the chef community played such a fundamental role in our starting.
0: And now today, how many visitors do you typically get?
1: On a Saturday market, we'll get seven to 10,000 people coming wow. through. On a Wednesday market, 1,500 to 3,000. And in West Loop, right about the same, 1,500
0: to 3,000. And these farmers, they're, they're, they're special. Um, they are. <laughs> and and they've become part of this community this family um, but they're not just people who happen to grow some corn in their backyard i mean no they're certified
1: they're certified we want to make sure that you're getting the best possible food you can get at green city market for you and your family And so not just taking our word for it, we have third-party certifiers that come and they inspect the farms. It may be USDA Organic or Certified Naturally Grown or for our farmers working with animals, animal welfare approved so that you can trust that a third-party person has inspected and the farmers are doing exactly what they said they would.
0: Interesting. So um, clearly, Melissa, Green City Market's making an impact on the health and wellness of Chicago. But for those of our listeners who've never strolled through the Green City Market in Chicago, I want you to paint a picture of what it's like, like how many farmers, how many people, what kinds of people, what kinds of produce, where is it?
1: (laughs) So obviously you can't see me, but I'm just smiling thinking about it. So when you walk up to market, the first thing you notice is the colors the hum of conversation. And so you see things that you don't always see at a grocery store. You have people strolling. So you might walk up to Nichols, maybe the first booth that you see, and you'll see these vibrant reds on the beets or the carrots that are in three different colors. And everything sort of has that morning dew on it and mm-hmm. is just fresh as can be. And so your senses certainly play a role instantly. And then you might smell the crepes being prepared or, <laughs> or a pizza being made or any one of the great prepared foods, Gale's grilled cheese, and your sense of your sense of smell starts awakening. Mm. But what you also find is everyone becomes part of this community really quickly. So you'll have people talking to each other, people who may not have known each other prior to that very moment, and they're sharing recipes or saying, hey, what do you do with that? What is that? Yep. And they'll talk to each other. So you really, start strolling through and each booth is a new thing to explore and experience so it's really kind of just being on a treasure hunt and finding what uh, what lights you up as mm-hmm. you're going through mm-hmm. it and such a great way to spend a wednesday or a saturday morning
0: and when i've gone i've seen <laughs> there's often relationships between absolutely um, not only between farmers but farmers and customers they everybody sort of has their favorite stopping points <laughs> that they i mean i always i always grab my ten dollar bag of mushrooms like that's just i always stop and get mushrooms when i when i come to the green city market
1: and that's something people tell me all the time oh you know so and so is not here today are they okay they check on each other they yeah. want to know we have parents who come up to me and say my kids have grown up at green city market so it's more than just a business relationship it's people really getting to know each other through the years, and they look forward to seeing each other week in, week out.
0: For those of you who have not been, it's located um, right in Lincoln Park in the city of Chicago, and it's so it's a beautiful, idyllic setting. There's, there's trees. Parking gets a little crazy sometimes, but there's a lot of grass around it. People will sometimes, they'll buy some food, they'll go Mm -hmm. sit down, they'll have an impromptu picnic with their family, balls getting kicked around. Yes. Um,
1: There's music usually going. We have a Club Sprouts tent where kids can be entertained and learn where their food comes from. And we have mm -hmm. a 5,000-square-foot teaching garden where you can really interact with how your food is being grown. You can help us plant, weed, taste, harvest. Wow. So it's a lot of fun. You can spend a whole morning there easily.
0: So... 20 years, obviously, early on, we talked a little bit about the startup in the alley behind the Chicago Theater. But while Green City Market was still a startup, somehow you got the attention of this (laughs) up-and-coming chef who is now prominent around the country. Who was that, and how did he help? Sure, so that
1: is Chef Rick Bayless, and we are so happy to call him one of our founding board members. He was one of the early chefs who just absolutely believed if he got great local produce, it would transform what he could put on his restaurants table. And so when he first came, farmers were a little apprehensive about selling to him because chefs did not buy from farmers. And so they're kind of like, who is this guy? Is he gonna come back? And he came back week in, week out with his cash in hand, mm-hmm. his uh, pickup truck with him, and and bought from the farmers. And he has really helped transform the lives of so many of our farmers by asking them to grow acres of onions for them or tomatoes for him. And so he really has had a profound effect on the Chicago food scene throughout the years.
0: So clearly getting someone like Rick Bayless on the team and his, his brand mm-hmm. is great. But it, it also seems like when I look at the number of chefs or even menus and restaurants around Chicago Mm -hmm. and they'll say that they source their food from Green City Market. He clearly brought along his whole network, it sounds like.
1: Absolutely. We have chef parking so that it makes it easier for chefs to come in and out quickly and get all the produce that they need to pick up for their restaurant that day. And we um, really take note of who's coming and going and that's those are the chefs that then get invited to our big chef barbecue every year. We have over a hundred chefs that support us on a regular basis.
0: That's just remarkable. So the twice weekly marketplace, um, Wednesdays and Saturdays, but you've developed other programs as well. You've developed some education programs. Can you talk about that?
1: Well, we believe that we really need to help the next generation of eaters care about where their food comes from. And so it really started out of our Club Sprouts program, which is at our markets where kids can taste something new every week. They get to see how food gets from farm to table and participate in some sort of activity. We also do field trips. And from there, teachers would say, can you come to our school? What else can you do? Hmm. So we started doing workshops in schools and they said, well, what else can you do? And we really started started thinking about this and how could we affect how the next generation gets to learn about their food. So we ended up uh, studying with Alice Waters in Berkeley at the Edible Schoolyard and brought her open source program back to Chicago. We're now teaching in two schools five days a week and we teach third graders all the way up through um, seniors in high school. So this year we'll serve over 550 kids up from eighty five kids last year. So it's been a
0: big That's huge. increase. Yeah. Wow. So where do these kids go with these skills? I mean is this is this just like the old home ec class or, or do they does it really change the way that they eat and and maybe even their profession?
1: Sure. We like to say it's modern-day home ec. they okay. <laughs> And they're, so they're not only learning hands-on culinary skills. So we teach them everything from knife skills to sautéing to how to measure things, which helps, of course, in their classes because they're learning math through multiplying fractions or they're learning how to measure things for a science project. But we also then talk about food justice and we talk about food access and what path do you have in a food career. So we have a head chef educator on staff with us. They'll ask questions of her like how did you get this job what can you do we have a crepe stand at our market where two of our students work with us to run our crepe stand so it really gives them an opportunity to know there is a lot of opportunity in the food world for them beyond what most people think of of owning a restaurant there's a number of ways you can affect the food world and have a career in it
0: that's great. Well, um, by the way, the, the crepe stop is sort of a must stop on your way <laughs> into the green city market. It's, uh, there's always a line, but it's worth the wait.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, you mentioned access. Access to healthy food is a large problem in Chicago and most mm-hmm. large cities. What are some of the ways that you're making this easier for people?
1: Sure. So we of course welcome Link, which is formerly food stamps, and then we match it dollar for dollar up to fifteen dollars at every market day year round.
0: So just pause right there. Mm-hmm. So for those who aren't familiar with Link or have never needed to use food stamps, mm-hmm. t- talk to us. So what what is Link?
1: Sure. So Link, or as it's known across the country, SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional Access Program it allows people in lower income to have access to fresh healthy food and so they get really a credit card and there's a certain amount of money that they get from government fund yep. funding and then we swipe that card and we will match whatever they put on that card up to $15 per market day wow
0: that's phenomenal
1: It really helps change a person's outlook. We've had a number of people on Link who say, if it weren't for the benefits you provide us, we wouldn't eat at the end of the month when our benefits run out. And so it really is a life-changing opportunity.
0: So you're essentially, you're matching up to $15. So you're giving them an additional $15 Mm -hmm. benefit. That's great. So do they they come to Green City Market then to take access, or do you go into neighborhoods at all?
1: A little bit of both. So, of course, at all of our markets, but then we wanted our school programs. We wanted to make sure all the families participating had access to healthy food, because if we're going to teach about it, they got to be able to have it at home. That's right. And so any of our students are welcome to order food through us. We'll of course welcome link, we'll match it, and then we bring the food right to school. So if just the physical ability to get to the food is an issue, we take that right out. We wanna make sure they can get food conveniently and easily right at their school.
0: You're kind of like an Uber Eats for kind fresh food.
1: <laughs> Modern day home ec. We bring the food
0: to you. That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> What's interesting about the, your model, which is phenomenal here in Chicago, and so we're very lucky to to live you know, within a, a, a mile or a few blocks, in some cases, of, of Green City Market, but but fresh food is very local. I mm-hmm. mean, if you really want it fresh, it is local, um, which is one of the, the appeals of Green City Market. When I shop there, I have a pretty good idea that the produce was picked the day before, maybe even by the hands that are selling it to me today. Um, But that also means it's not practical for you to take on the food access challenges in other cities. Um, So how do you, I mean, is that, is there a part of the vision of Green City Market to, to scale or expand? Or is it mostly scale and expand by influence? Sure. So we
1: want to continue to grow our roots deeper in Chicago. We'd like to reach out to more schools. We're in two mm-hmm. schools right now. Within the next couple of years, we'd like to be in five schools and continue to grow that and continue our access across Chicago. But we'd also like to work with communities across the country and show them that this is possible. If we can provide year-round access to food in the Midwest where sometimes growing seasons are a wee bit shorter, (laughs) they can absolutely replicate this model elsewhere. So we are always happy to talk to other farmers markets and we do from all over the world people will call and ask us questions and we call other markets and ask questions. So we really feel like the more we can get access to healthy food for a greater number of people, the better. So we help people see what we're doing and see how it works and tweak it for their own communities.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, the, the ability to scale from the two schools you're in mm-hmm. to five to 10 to 15, um, what, what's holding you back?
1: Basically, resources. So we need funding for each school we go in. Right now, of course, CPS does not have a lot of additional funds, so we're always looking for partners who would like to sponsor a school and help us get into another school. And for us, having a long-term partner, because we don't want to start in a school and then pull out. So we're looking for people who want to be with us um, for a couple years at a time so that we can really grow with the community and be with that school for a long time.
0: Do you have partners and sponsors in the healthcare industry?
1: We don't yet, but we'd absolutely welcome partners and sponsors because it's such a natural fit. Food really is medicine, and it was always part of medicine for, you know, since the beginning of time. So we're always looking for people who'd like to work with us. It transforms people's lives. So I think it's just a natural fit.
0: I, w- I would think that large healthcare providers, health insurance companies, life science companies, I would think they would find a partnership with Green City Market as very strategic because in many ways you're the ultimate health provider.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: maybe we can make that happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, anybody listening out there, we'd be happy to chat with you. And really, basic I know other cities have created food Rx's where, really, Hmm. part of making their patients healthier is prescribing access to a farmer's market so that their patients get access to health, fresh, fresh, healthy food. And certainly with diabetes and obesity, these things are relatively simple to do, and they are absolutely transformative to a person's prognosis and how they can live with the disease that they may have.
0: So there are models where a, a physician can write a script prescription mm-hmm. for healthy food?
1: Yes, absolutely. I know they've been doing it in Philadelphia. There's um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, I believe, is doing something around it as well in some, where, in some of their um, cities that they work with. So okay. this is not uh, out of the realm of possibility.
0: Okay. Well, we've got a major Blue Cross yes. uh, right here in <laughs> Chicago. Because you're right. When, when we talk to doctors and academics, they will often say that for a, a person's well-being comes from a combination of roughly four positive lifestyle habits. Mm-hmm. It's diet, it's exercise, it's health, good sleep, and management of stress. And clearly what we put in mm-hmm. to our bodies three times a day is fundamental to that.
1: Absolutely. And if you walk a market, you're getting some of that healthy physical um, time as well it tends to relax people because they're having interactions. There's a statistic when you come to a farmer's market and shop a market, you can have anywhere from 17 to 19 personal interactions. When you go to a grocery store, you may have one. So Mm -hmm. just that having that community around you is really healthy. There is another statistic about um, if you live within a mile to mile and a half of a farmer's market, you tend to have a lower body mass index as well. So these are great reasons to shop a market. That's
0: great. (laughs) If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Difference Makers. I'm David Ormisher, and today we're with Melissa Flynn, Executive Director of Green City Market, a nonprofit organization dedicated to deepening support for small family farmers, educating consumers and the next generation of eaters, and increasing access to local, healthy, sustainable food. So we've talked about the benefits of the market for families, shoppers, children, Let's talk about your other key stakeholder and partner, the farmers and vendors who sell there. Talk to us more about who they are and and what a dedicated market means for them.
1: Sure, so we have over 55 family farms that we support each year. And they are from, they're all smaller independent farms and some are really small, just farming a couple of acres to some that are maybe farming a couple hundred acres, maybe four or 500 Hmm. acres. And we are really a key part of our business model. So direct-to-consumer or direct-to-the-restaurants is how they make their living. Mm -hmm. So we are an absolute critical component to the success of these 55-family farms. And we take that really seriously. And so we're always trying to make sure that they have a thriving marketplace to sell their products And they become family. Some of them Mm -hmm. have been with us for almost 20 years or some have been with us for 20 years. And so we are seeing some of their children take over their farms and thinking about how that succession looks. And we've had farmers talk to us about the fact that they were able to move it down to their children, and we were part of that plan, that succession planning. Okay, you're going to stay at Green City Market. This is what you can count on. And so we really feel like we are critical to our local food economy here in the Midwest.
0: I've got to imagine that was a that was a, a big change for some of these farmers because probably many of them are thinking, I'm going to farm as long as I can, and then I'm just going to sell out my land to a developer or to mm-hmm. a large food manufacturer.
1: Absolutely, We have, um, like you said, they're thinking about it in a different way. They aren't wanting to sell. They want to stay, and they're trying to think, okay, what does it look like to farm for the next 20 years? And we are so honored and thrilled to be part of that business plan.
0: Yep, yep. So with you injecting into essentially the, the, the small family farmer supply chain, if you will, I mean, are there stories of farms that – might've been on the edge or were kind of, you know, substantive farming almost, and you've turned their business around.
1: They, we have a lot of farmers who say, we have helped them grow to the next level. So Froggy Meadow, they started as sort of a guest farmer at our market mm. five years ago, I believe. And now they sell to restaurants, they've grown, they only came a few market dates at the beginning. Now they're here the entire outdoor market season and sometimes do some of the indoor season. We have vendors like Bushell & Peck who started really small and now have a restaurant and a store in Beloit, Wisconsin. We are one of the main markets that they sell at, and they've been able to really grow and develop their brand because they get great shopper feedback of what works, what jams and jellies do you like, what would you like to see more of. So we're also a great testing ground for the farmers and for our vendors that make value-added products.
0: That's fascinating because, I mean, y- this is another case where in the traditional supply chain you had a farmer way up at the top and it works its way through all the distributors and into a grocery store and into a consumer and rarely did the farmer have an ac- access to what do the consumers really like. But it's almost like real-time market research.
1: It really is. And particularly with working with the restaurants, they'll say, hey, can you grow this for us? Mm. And next season, they're growing a particular product that this restaurant asked to have grown just for them. And so it really is that real-time feedback that helps them stay current and stay really relevant in the world that they're in and keeps them sustainable, not just financially, but also environmentally for years to Mm -hmm. come.
0: Mm So we're getting close to the end of our podcast, and I'd like to briefly talk about what a future of locally sourced healthy food looks like. What, what's 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 your vision for how you take this whole industry to the next level?
1: Uh, one, as you said a little bit earlier, we'd like to continue to grow our education programs so that we do have the next generation that cares. So it may be two schools now, but we hope to be in most Chicago schools at Fantastic. some point. And then for our farmers to continue to develop our market, to grow our roots in Chicago, and figure out how do we get our farmers' products into other areas. So can we work with businesses that want to bring in farm-fresh products right to their employees? Can we create a delivery model that makes that happen? Mm -hmm. Where can we give them additional opportunities that isn't necessarily a labor burden to the farmers? but really is another revenue source for them. So we're really trying to think at market, how do we do that better? And then how do we grow beyond the market?
0: I was very excited to have this opportunity because not only because I'm a regular customer, but because what you do is so important to the ultimate goal of the healthcare industry, which is where we work, and that's enabling patients and consumers to live healthy lives. So for our listeners, uh, if you live outside of Chicago, definitely make this a stop on your next visit. And if you live in Chicago or the suburbs, you have no excuse. Visit the Green City Market next time you come downtown. Melissa Flynn, Executive Director of Green City Market. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. If you want to know more about our guests, visit us at www.thedifferencemakers.health. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you would rate it, review it, and share it with others. Our focus is on individuals who are striving to change our perspectives and in doing so, change the world. I'm David Ormisher. Thanks for listening. See you next time.